Well, hey, welcome to California Haunts Radio tonight. It's a wonderful Monday night, and I've got a great guest. My name is Charlotte, and I'm your host, and I'll be your host for the next hour, if you guys can stand me that long. Um, you can find us at www.californiahaunts.org. Uh, we're located in the, up and down the state of California, based out of Sacramento, but up and down the state of California, Washington, Oregon, and Hawaii. Anyway, like I said, we've got a great guest for you tonight. Brandy Gilmore is on with us, and we're going to learn all about natural healing. Hello, Brandy. Hi, it is so great to be here. How are you? It, fantastic. It's great to have you. How's the weather where you're at? I mean, it's it's beautiful. I think we're a little bit spoiled down here in Southern California, so it's it, it feels grateful. A lot of it's it's nice a lot. <laughs> Sunny well, and beautiful. Hitting, we're finally hitting a cool uh, the cool part of the week now because it's been up ninety five here. That's so what I was going to ask. You're in yeah, you're outside of Sacramento. Yeah. I used to live up in Sacramento. Actually, that's I was injured, and that's where I used when I was injured. It was I lived in Sacramento. Really. So. Yep, that's where I lived, out in Gold River. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like, I like Gold River. But see, Sacramento is different. It's not like the rest of California. There's two temperatures. You're either freezing or you're dying a heat stroke. That's just how it is. Yeah, which is a little crazy because it's only May right now. And July yeah. is when you're supposed to be. And we won't say dying because we want to keep positive words. But, uh, yeah, it's all The first couple of weeks <laughs> of June, it hit early this year for whatever reason. So, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Oh, yeah, tell crazy. me about you. Tell, tell, tell my, my, my audience about Brandy. Well, I was actually living up in Sacramento. Um, I loved it um, when I was there, even the hot. <laughs> but um, basically, uh, I was I used to do network engineering and operations, and I absolutely loved it. I lived up in Sacramento at the time doing that. And uh, basically, I had uh, both a car accident and a fall, and I literally went from living a full life, happy, healthy, all of that, to uh, being wheelchair walker, cane. Um, on a good day, I could get out with the wheelchair walker or cane. Um, on a lot of days, I was in so much pain. I was in bed. I was on morphine every day for many, many years, and my doctors said that there was nothing that they could do for me. And it was like my entire life went from just turned upside down. So how did you handle that? I mean, that does happen. Myself, I have a bad back, spinal stenosis. And I know when you get that prognosis, it's very, it's really devastating. Oh, it was so at first I was like, you get the prognosis and then, and then it's kind of like that, uh, that feeling I was like, okay, there's gotta be something, you know, cause I'm always, I've always been like an optimist. And so I was like, there's gotta be something. So then I was like, I would go to these hospitals where they would have an entire team of doctors that would come in to see me where, you know, and they'd all try to figure out what a plan was for me of, of something that I could do. And I would have nerve ablations, infusions, injections, like anything they could find and still nothing was working. And I really, um, I hit a really dark place. I mean, um, and that's that's part of what made me have to figure it out because, you know, when you're on a healing path, after the doctors say there's nothing they can do for you, mm-hmm. you start to look at like diet and supplements. And I did all of that, the diet, supplements, trying to find anything that would work, reflexology, acupuncture, acupressure, like everything. Um, mm-hmm. I was like even buying like magic potions and like 
a special healing water from wherever. It was like, I didn't care. And basically finally like you know and researching medical journals like in israel and mexico and, and just anywhere just going where can i find something and finally the hospital that i've been going to they called me that team of doctors called me and said that there was a research study for a brand new procedure and that i could be a part of it and i thought oh my god like this is it i'm gonna get my life back because it was exactly you know i think I don't know about you, but when I was going through my injury, I was like, okay, they have to discover something new. It's like, what new procedure, you know, yeah. that, that type of feeling. And so when I got this call, I was like, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to get my life back. And so I ended up, you know, going into the hospital for the study. And I was just like, I mean, they wheeled me into my wheelchair and started getting me all prepped for the procedure and monitoring my vitals and getting me connected to the IV and all this stuff. And the doctor he came in and as he comes in, he was looking at my charts and looking at me and he was like, you know, Miss Gilmore, you can't be a part of the study. We don't really expect that you're gonna get better. And in that moment, it was like everything I hoped for fell apart and I had been injured for years. My whole life had fallen apart. I mean, just everything. And I, like, I felt like that was the end of the rope for me, you know? And so I was, I, I don't remember leaving the hospital that day. I don't remember what happened the next few days. Uh -huh. But the next memory I do have, I was like laying in my same bed and I, I didn't even want to move. I was just like, what's the point? You know, what's, what's uh -huh. the point? And that's when it came to me in that moment. I was like, but what about the placebo? And it was because leading up to the study, I kept thinking, you know, please don't get the placebo. Please don't get the placebo. I want the real treatment. And in that moment, I thought, well, just had this thought that was like, well, if I could figure out what makes the placebo work when it works, there's still a chance that I could get better. And so I couldn't give up because there was still hope. <laughs> and right. so that was a pivotal point for me. So how did you um, work with it? I mean, to me, I would have had the same reaction you did. I would, in fact, when I got diagnosed, I, I was down for like a week because I thought, man, I can't do anything anymore. What's going on? You know, what, how am I going to function? So. What was the, the, to get to the point where, where you were able to, to figure out the placebo? How did you do that? Well, I started looking at it. And to be honest, since I had an accident, I thought, you know, you can't really like it's not going to really heal me. I mean, I had a physical injury, but the more I looked at the placebo, then I started looking at other things. Uh, like, for example, more than 80 percent of amputees still have pain. And I was like, WTF. That doesn't make sense. Like, you know, they don't even have a limb anymore. And so I started looking at that. And then one of them that was really expanding was multiple personality disorder, where people have different personalities and they can have different ailments. They'd have pain in one personality, but not another or um, asthma, allergies, uh, blood pressure, all kinds of things, even eyesight. If somebody can be blind in one and, and see in another. And I was like, wait a second, this does not fit in our medical model. And there were a lot of other things, but the more I looked at the mind, the more I realized it was more going on. Like another thing, for example, is, have you heard before that the body's constant, re constantly repairing and replacing cells? Sure. Yeah, right, dead skin sure, cells, sure, you yeah. see them. Right, right. Yeah, even our bones are doing that. And science has estimated it's about every 10 years that we have like a new skeleton, basically. And I thought, well, wait a second, then how do people have that old football injury from high school? 
And I was like, that just doesn't make sense. But when I started to look at it, you know, while the majority of the physical body is repairing and replacing cells, the brain is not. And so again, it all made me just look at the brain and, um, and I started looking at then basically like I started simplifying everything. I started uh, looking at, you know, um, bingo. Like I started looking at the awareness of how does the mind affect the physical body? And um, I have to tell you, my Siri keeps coming. <laughs> Okay. She's sorry about that. Um, okay. I have, I I have started, a warning on my doorbell, so you might hear a buzz because it'll go, oh, someone's at your door. Are you getting so, yeah. the, is the, oh, is the audio coming in and out for you or are you good? I'm good. It's fine. It's good. Okay, no perfect. All right. Awesome. Okay. Because my, my, she keeps wanting, you know, she's, she keeps wanting to connect all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> what I started to do is, you know, because I had done network engineering and operations, that was my thing, troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. I started looking at it okay, and saying, you know, there's a lot of complexities here. How do I simplify this? And I started looking at the basic awareness of, okay, we know that the mind affects the physical body, but how? And so I started simplifying it and I started looking at emotions and I thought, yeah, emotions, we all know about emotions they affect the physical, like, you know, if somebody's embarrassed, their face turns red or anxiety attack, racing heart, shortness of breath. And, and I thought, yeah, we know that that's, we're beyond that. And then I thought, you know, how much can emotions really affect the physical body? And then I started looking at things like bored to death and scared to death and realizing, wait a second, if we can die from boredom or scared, what about other emotions? What are they doing? And basically you know when you stop and think about it we know embarrassment or anxiety but there's so many different emotions just like you know if you've probably heard of the widowhood effect where there can be uh, a senior who loses a spouse has a much higher rate of death and so that's what i started looking at is going okay what's going on in the subconscious mind and and another thing that i really started looking at is you know one of einstein's quotes he talks about no problem can be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it, right? And when we look at emotions as a culture, we're like, yeah, emotions, bury our emotions, avoid our emotions, but emotions are energy. And when you start to look at emotions as energy and you realize that the body is made of energy and atoms and molecules, you start to see that the energy of emotion can impact the energy of the physical body and create problems or in inhibit the body from healing. And so that's really what I started looking at. That's fascinating because I, you know, along the same lines, I started, I started working with the um, teacher and, and um, ended up meditating, which is what helped me a lot, you know, to try and to, to like you say, to, to get my emotions in, in shape. Because I mean, when you're in pain, there's a lot that goes on. You're not only in pain, you get depressed because you can't get out and do stuff. You get lethargic because mm -hmm. you can't get out and do stuff. So I, I see where mm -hmm. you're coming from with this. Go on, go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, that's basically what I did is I started looking at my sub, like what emotions are in my subconscious mind and really shifting them. And for me, a lot of times what I see people doing and is, you know, meditation and, and things like that, a lot of times what people end up doing is they're kind of, um, 
what would you say, like pacifying the stress or they're, they're not really transforming it. And ultimately okay. what people would want is to transform. It's kind of like this is if I said, oh, I had a stressful day, I'm going to come home and relax. I had a stressful day, I'm going to come home and relax. Now, if you think about it, they're still going into the same thing of the stress and then the relax and the stress okay. and relax. And it's better than stress and stress and stress and stress. Right. But ultimately, the real change occurs when somebody transforms what it is. And, you know, even after I got better, which for me to go from wheelchair walker cane to now I'm 100% healthy, haven't had pain in over 10 years, uh, can run, lift weights. I mean, lift a lot of weights. I can do, I have no physical limitations at all whatsoever. And, um, and I feel fantastic. And for me to go where I was, from where I was to where I am now is incredible, you know, and to go from morphine every day and, you know, barely being able to get around to lifting, literally, I mean, I can leg press like hundreds of pounds and it's, it's huge difference. And part of the thing that I see all the time with people is they, they, you know, it's kind of like this is that ultimately, you know, speaking to the part of wanting to transform something, a lot of people have patterns of emotions, patterns, way of being, you know, somebody can have patterns of hurt or patterns of upset or feeling overwhelmed or stress or rejection or hurt. And, and these patterns end up showing up as emotional patterns in our life. And what's beautiful is this is kind of like on, on a spiritual note, is that when we change these patterns, we change our lives. And what I mean by that, you know, if you think about the, you know, if I use a stereotype in psychology where there is maybe a, a woman, we've heard of a woman having an abusive father, and then she leaves him and finds the abusive boyfriend, boss, spouse, you know, unfortunately, that pattern continues and persists, right? Mm -hmm. And People will have patterns of failure or patterns of hurt or patterns of feeling unloved or lonely or all kinds of patterns. And for most people, they don't really transform the pattern. They, they have that hurt. It, be, it shows up in various places of their life. And what's really brilliant about healing is that like a lot of times what's happening is that the ailment and the emotion of the pattern are linked. And so, for example, one woman that I worked with, she had a pattern of self-criticism and it was very, very deep within her. And she had a lot of physical pain going on also. Now, we looked at this pattern and we really transformed it. We didn't have it stop a little bit. We really transformed it. And in doing so, not only did her pain resolve, so her pain absolutely resolved and her body healed. But the other thing is, is it her life changed because, you know, imagine somebody going through life feeling heavily criticized compared to feeling confident and happy and positive about themselves and, and having that feeling, her, her life changed and also the things that she was attracting in her life changed. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Is this, you know, is, is this like someone that, you know, I, I know people, I'm not, <laughs> I know people that will consistently dwell on the same bad thing and just that, that that's all they you know, they think about and all they think about and then <clears throat> is that similar to that something that keeps every occurring stuff like that uh yes and <clears throat> this is the thing is sometimes people dwell on the negative things 
because their thinking is fear-based. And sometimes it's a lot of hurt underneath. And so they dwell on the negative things because they're feeling so much hurt. But exactly that point, spot on, is that people have patterned ways of thinking. And what I figured out during my injury is this, and this is what was really mind-blowing, is we know that stress affects the body. We can, we've heard that. Um, and so even it was proven with psychoneuroimmunology that, you know, if somebody's stressed, it, they can have less white blood cell, less immune system, all of that. Now, that's what's interesting is that when we look at it, we know that stress affects the body, you know, and we can see that we've known that every test shows that. But are there not also people who are very stressed, who are like military or firefighters or cops that aren't sick? And basically what I figured out is a few things is that it takes multiple emotions together. So just like the easiest way to describe it is that if you have flour, you can't make cake. But if you want to make cake and you have flour, you mix it with eggs and butter and blah, blah, blah. Now you have cake. And so basically what I've been able to do with people is help them to identify the specific stresses, the specific emotions that are affecting them and really change that. And that's when like radical change occurs. And I've even been able to do this just working with the mind and doing it even under medical equipment, um, thermography, where you can see the change happen real time. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Are you familiar with thermography, by the way? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you seem like, wow. isn't it? Yeah. And, and for anybody who's not familiar with thermography, basically it's like a, a heat scan of the body. So if somebody's experiencing physical neck pain, it'll show up on the scan all red or, um, you know, back pain, the back will show up all red. And basically what I've been able to do is scan somebody who is, you know, experiencing that neck pain and coach them to use their mind. And literally on the scan, you'll see the scan turn from red to green as their pain goes away. And it's, uh, it's incredible. And the reality of it is, is that our minds are just so much more amazing than we realize. We are, we are truly incredible beings. Is that how an athlete functions? I mean, like, like a baseball player who maybe twists his ankle, you know, during the game and still continues with the game? It's a mind over matter, would, thing like that? I would definitely say it's not mind over matter. I, I tried mind over matter a lot. Um, and I'm sure you seem like you have a strong personality. I would say you've probably yes. tried mind over matter plenty of times. No pain, no gain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I... I was trying mind over matter. I would take my cane and just kind of try to have a day and push through. And then later I'd end up in the emergency room with a shot of Demerol and whatever else. Cause yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I tried that one. <laughs> no, it's kind of like this. Okay. So if somebody's having an anxiety attack, so they're feeling anxiety and they're having an anxiety attack. Okay. If they just try to push through, that's one thing. And a lot of times that could even increase it and make the anxiety more. But if they really shift the emotion and they feel differently, it's easy. The anxiety goes away, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's actually creating a real authentic shift. And it, it, it's, it, it's um, and for a lot of people, it would sound too simple. Like, oh, that can't be my issue. 
But when you stop and think about it, it's because as a culture, we've been looking at emotions in a completely, uh, in a way that they're so benign. But when we think about the awareness that our thoughts and emotions really do create our life, for example, the unfortunately, the woman with the abusive father attracting that, mm-hmm. what's beautiful is that when we master this, we don't just change our health, we change our entire life. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I'm thinking because I'll admit it. I was a band geek. So I was in marching you were band what? in high school. I was a band oh, marching band. Geek. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. when you have to stand at attention for like prolonged periods of time, something always ends up itching, whether it's <laughs> a foot or whatever. So I was able to reprogram my mind to think that it was the other foot that, that was itching, the opposite foot that was itching or the opposite part of the body. And it made the itch go away because my mind totally refocused to something else. Is, is that similar to what you're talking about to get your mind to think, you know? It's, it's, it's actually not. And the okay. reason why is, is, okay, so watch, so, um, um, so what it is is more so looking at what the specific emotion is. Does that make okay. sense? So yes. um, um, it would be, um, if, uh, it would be more so if somebody's feeling a sense of, I guess one way to put it is this, like if you look at somebody who's feeling anxiety, right? Racing heart, shortness of breath, a panic attack, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about somebody who's having sexual thought, sexual physical response, mm-hmm. right? The emotion is affecting the body in a completely different way for each situation, right? Okay. And so the way that a sexual thought affects the physical body is that's a positive emotion, of, of course, affecting the physical body, uh, different for men and women, but there's a physical response to just an emotion. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? It. I get it now. Yeah, I got it. I got it. So how do you yeah. get people, like you say, you work with people to get through this. How, how do you retrain their minds to do this? It would, it depends on what it is. Um, Bingo. So kind of like, okay, so for example, um, you want, would you like to, you said you've had a back pain, right? And Mm -hmm. a back issue for, okay. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Okay. Uh, Great. So uh, if I ask you, by the way, what your level of pain is right now in your back, what would you say your level is? Probably about a four before okay mm-hmm. and uh and okay so if i ask you in your back if or if i ask you just in general uh how much you feel a sense of overwhelm and frustration like you're trying to get so many things done and you feel frustrated and um how often you feel that way how much would you say that is a lot mm-hmm. most of the time and, okay There's a lot and can you see that pattern there you go. You see that pattern in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I'm going to ask you to breathe. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to breathe. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to take in the awareness that your thoughts help create your life, right? So you could mm-hmm. keep thinking in the same way. You could keep thinking in the same way and keep feeling in the same way. And the pattern can keep showing up, right? So you could keep doing that or you could... Get rid of that frustration 
completely. And you could start thinking in a way that says, what does it look like picturing everything going smooth, picturing everything going smooth. You're getting stuff done. It feels amazing. You're getting stuff done. You see yourself smiling. It's all going in flow just perfectly. Like it's going in flow. It's awesome. It's perfect. I'm ask you to breathe. Just breathe and picture what that's like for it going in flow. It's perfect. It's perfect. You see yourself getting a lot of stuff done and it's great. You feel excited. You're smiling. It feels relieving that you don't have to have the overwhelm anymore. Instead, it's in flow and it feels freaking amazing. And I'm going to ask you to breathe. I'm going to ask you to just take in that feeling. What would that feel like if everything was just in flow and felt productive? No overwhelm at all. Like the overwhelm was gone from your life. And instead you felt productive and in flow. What would that feel like? A lot of relief. A lot of relief. I'm going to ask you to breathe. Okay. Real light. A lot of relief. Okay. And you've heard before your thoughts help create your life, right? Yeah. Okay. So if your thoughts help create your life, do you want to stay with the old overwhelm and stress and overwhelm? Or do you want to go with the new that is easier and in flow and productive and getting things done and it's amazing? Or, okay, great. So I'm going to ask you to breathe and you decide. You decide what thoughts you want moving forward. Ease, flow, harmony, productive, feeling amazing, feeling that feeling of strength and getting things done and feeling good about it. And I'm going to ask you to breathe and think about how great that would feel. Think about how you feel about yourself. Think about how you'd feel about your day and your work and what's getting done and all of it. Great. And I'm going to ask you to breathe. And I want you to notice right now, what's your level of pain? Zero to 10? I'd say about two. It's gone down a lot. About two, right? Yeah. About 50% yeah. gone just from yeah. that. Okay. Fabulous. And That's the, great. Mm-hmm. By the way, would you like to try one more time and get see if you can get it all the way gone? Okay, sure. Great. So I'm going to ask you to breathe. Knowing that your thoughts help create your life. Your thoughts help create your life. Your thoughts, your mind, or Einstein would say, imagination is the preview of life's coming attraction, right? So I want you to take that in and think about your thoughts help create your life and say, screw that old pattern. It's time for the new. It's time for real, real, real change. Breathe that in that you're going to feel different. You're going to embrace a new feeling so you can create that. Embrace a new feeling, just like the woman with the abusive father, you know, creates that pattern over and over and over again. You've got this overwhelmed pattern that you created over and over again, and you don't want to be attached to that anymore. It's time for real change. So you're going to change easeful, productive, amazing, a full life, feeling good, feeling energized, not overwhelming yourself, feeling energized and full of life. And I'm going to ask you to breathe and take that feeling in, new feeling, new feeling, new way of feeling, new way of being, embodying change. There you go. All right, so I'm going to ask you to breathe and notice your level of pain. What's your level of pain? It's a zero. It's down. That's fabulous. That's incredible. Right? Thank you. Well, you doing that. That's Absolutely. incredible. It works, guys. I'm telling you it works because I have, like, the most jacked up back there is. That, that works great. Doesn't that's it? Fabulous. Okay, and that's, by the way, when I was saying that I've done it under thermal medical equipment is uh-huh. if your, ba- your back was under thermography, you'd have that red pain from, from all the pain. And then as I do exactly that, that's exactly what I've done under thermography. And you can see the whole scan turn green. That like just when somebody's pain is gone, it does exactly that. And so it's not about picturing 
it gone or in your toe or somewhere else. It's about right. creating the real shift. Now, if you go back into the old, it's going to come back that quick. So what you're going to need to do to just keep this. So in other words, if you never do anything again, it'll probably come back. But if okay. you say, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to get this in. I'm going to remind myself that I have to bring in this change on the inside and do it every, every, every day. And you make it your new norm. That's when the change happens. It's like learning the alphabet. We don't learn the alphabet in a day, but if you get it in over and over and over, you learn the alphabet and now, you, and then you, you know, and then you just know it. And uh, so you'll want to keep it as your new way of being. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell Great me, job. once you came up with this and, you know, started to implement it, how long did it take you to really get rolling with it with people? Well, after I got better, um, I, I thought, you know, a former network engineer, I thought people are going to think I'm crazy uh, that I got better from this whole mess to now being healthy and happy. And I mean, emotions, the mind. So what I started doing then is I thought, okay, I've got to be able to show it and I've got to be able to show it under, you know, so people get real results. And so that's what I started doing is I, I was like, okay, how do I demonstrate this in other people so they can see it? And so I, I started being able to do exactly that. I, I, I learned to understand the mind in a different way. And by the way, I want to be clear that most people won't get results that quick. The reason that I do is because it's like learning how to, uh, to write, for example, mm -hmm. you know, for, for any of us to sit down and write a letter. It takes five minutes to write a letter if we've written it before and yada, yada. Now, if somebody's never written a letter before and never doesn't know the alphabet, then they got to learn the alphabet. And so I don't want to imply that everybody should have results right. in five minutes because that's not true. Right. It's right, that right. I've got so good at learning to write, you know, learning this skill that and, and you did an awesome job. Very, very impressive. Thank you. And absolutely. And so but that's what i did is i started speaking about getting better and saying hey we're all amazing like look at your mind like we're incredible and by the way on that note if you really embrace your life embrace this change and you really change this for your life how would that feel and what would that look like for your future that'd be fantastic absolutely fantastic i can get so much mm -hmm. done and, and and actually have a normal life which would be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what it's about is it's about, it's like on a spiritual note, it's like our body giving us a check engine light. It's saying, wake up, this is a problem and you'll need to change it. So like a car, you're driving a car and the check engine light comes on. It's like, Oh, okay. I, I need to change this. And so that's what it is. It's like your, your body giving you a wake up call that says, Hey, it, it's time to change this. And then you, really embodying that change. And so, I mean, on, on a spiritual note, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but to answer your question, that's what I did is I thought people are going to think this is nuts. I would have thought it was crazy. Uh, so then I started, uh, so then it took me about after I got better, I got better hundred percent in 2010. And in 2015 was the first time I was able to show it under thermal medical equipment. So in that time, I started speaking on stages and, and, and coaching people to release their pain in minutes. But I thought, you know, if I'm sitting here on stage and I'm taking people from the audience and doing this with them, people are going to think 
that's a trick or it's fake or that person was a plant. And so that's when I started doing it under thermal medical equipment so people could actually see the results. And also not only that, but then I started doing it like I did my my TEDx talk and and things like that. And um, and by the way, if you want, I can share a link with you so your people can see if they want. Absolutely. It under absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah so you absolutely. change. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, so it's well, crazy. Like you say, not everybody's going to this isn't going to take five minutes for everybody to do this obviously. So how many sessions usually on the average does it take for people to, to get to that point where they're controlling their pain? Uh, well, technically, I mean, all of the time. So all of the time, what I do live is I'll show people how to release pain in minutes, either they're on my podcast or on uh, mm -hmm. under thermography or on a stage or, you know, anywhere I, I do that. So it's immediate if people make the specific change to do it. So to, to me, it really depends on how quickly somebody wants to change what it is. Like if somebody's terrified and fearful about something, that uh -huh. could take longer. If somebody has some type of major uh, illness, so I've worked with people uh -huh. that were bedridden, supine. So I've had people who were uh, supine, paralyzed, and it took them longer to get to running. You know, so where I have people who literally done that. Um, I also have a woman who had a tumor in her throat that I worked with her for one hour and 15 minutes. And she had just had an MRI. They showed the tumor. It was five millimeters. And she was supposed to have surgery the next day. So it was a pre-op uh, MRI. Uh -huh. Tumor was there. Tumor disappeared. And they had to cancel her surgery because the doctor was like, I can't operate on something that's not there. And we just did exactly wow. what we did with you. Right. And it physical tumor. And so for everybody, it's different. Ultimately, for me, what I feel like is it's not, yes, you want the pain gone, but it's also about mastering our mind, like really saying, okay, wait a second here. If I know my thoughts help create my life, then shouldn't I be good at this? Shouldn't I? So it's, so ultimately what people would really want to do is be able to master their mind in a way that it takes your life to the next level. And so it, it, again, it just really depends. Everybody's situation is different, but um, ultimately it's, it's just about creating a real change. So some people are willing to change in 10 minutes. Some people are more resistant to change and it just depends. That's interesting. I find all this really interesting, you know, because there's so much, there's so much emphasis on pain management. There's so much emphasis on, on, on plugging people with opioids. There's so much emphasis on, like you say, those, those, those nerve injections and, and all that poison going, you know, going into your system. And it's just, it, this is just fascinating that this can be done this way. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> and that's what, uh, that's, what's really fun about it is again, I make it look ridiculously easy and it does, take an understanding of the mind. And, and so um, the biggest thing also, like if you think about it for a moment, the average person would go from feeling overwhelmed to then going, okay, I'm going to meditate and relax, overwhelmed, meditate and relax, overwhelmed, meditate. So people are even using things like meditation to just cope with what they're having. And we don't want coping we want thriving. We want uh -huh. happiness, feeling alive and, and really transforming. And that's what people are missing is the uh, the key to, to really transforming and changing. 
That's interesting. Have you ever had anybody who came in that um, just was trouble get, getting into that mindset? Not typically. Okay. Not typically. Um, there was a person <laughs> that I went to go work with who had a jaw issue and hers was very, very like her, her, the very pattern that we were working on was the pattern of feeling stubborn. And it was really funny because uh, she was like, I'm not stubborn, but my husband is. And, <laughs> and then, and then I was like, and then it was funny. And, and basically I would say if people have patterns of feeling stubborn, that is one that does take more to shift because some people are, I don't know if you've ever met anybody who was stubborn at their core. Um, that one, um, there was another guy who was going to be a volunteer on my podcast and I went to go work with him and his wife had signed him up for the session and because his wife had so much like she went through one of my programs and like had amazing results and was like, Oh my God, I got to get my husband to do this. So anyway, so he goes to come on my podcast and he was like there because his wife made him show up and I went to go work with him and he just, he didn't really have an effort to want. He was more so kind of going like, Oh my God, I want to go watch TV. So he didn't, but, but again, that's so, so that was somebody who didn't, uh, who didn't uh, didn't really apply yourself. So you have to want to, you have to want to change. Nobody can make you change if you don't want to. But the beautiful thing is when you see how that change changes your life, then you want to change. And I've seen people, I mean, people paralyzed, people, all kinds of things. And even I worked with a woman who, uh, who was 80% blind and helped her helped her to shift her mindset and her eyesight came back and she was like oh my god can i go see my optometrist and i'm like yes like i want you to go follow up with your doctor it's not like don't see your doctors it's i always tell people you know your goal is to blow your doctor's mind with how what you can do with your mind you know we want to to me that's the reason that i do this is because i was injured for seven years of my life seven years of my life. And that felt to me like a very long time to spend injured, wheelchair, walker, cane, depressed, a mess. I mean, I'm almost around five, eight, five, nine, and I was 93 pounds. I mean, I, my, my legs were the size of my arms, you know, and it's just like, it was, I was wasting away. And for my life to have been there and then to realize that we could make those changes is incredible. And in my life, you know, again, I had a physical accident and a physical injury, but everything happens for a reason. And my events were tied to the events of 9-11 and things there that I never realized even bothered me. And yet it was in my subconscious mind. And so I, I just think that it's such a gift when we start to realize how powerful our minds really are. It's a game changer. Do you, um, I know, because um, I teach people meditation, and I, I know I run into people that will sit there and, and swear up and down that uh, I can't meditate. I can't do it. It's just, I'm incapable of it. Do you run into people like that when, you know, like, like when you're trying to get them going with this? Uh, the truth of it is, is that I'm not big, I'm not a big fan of meditation. Right. Okay. That's uh, fine. Just 
be just because sometimes people will tend to use it as a way to, to check out. And what I right. really want is transformation. Right. And so I'm more so like, what's the specific thing we want to change? And, 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 and what do we want to really create? Now, if you're doing some type of like guided meditation where you're programming stuff into your mind, where somebody's going, okay, I'm picturing myself happy and healthy and all of that, uh -huh. like the visualization, that's uh -huh. all cool. But the people who are like, I'm stressed, I need to check out, that's the thing that's, um, so that's the thing. Gotcha. What's but what's fascinating is this, is that the, a lot of times the people will have a hard time visualizing things. Uh, okay. It's because yeah, the, their subconscious mind has blocks to it. And what I mean by that is this. Have you probably, have you heard before the phrase uh, multiple streams of revenue? Yes. Like, yeah, like yes. that's a big thing. You talk about multiple streams of revenue. Now, right. everybody who's building like wealth has multiple streams of revenue multiple ways money comes in, right? Right. Now, people who are having a hard time with money are a lot of times look at multiple streams of revenue and say, God, I just want one stream of revenue that will at least like get me by. What do you mean multiple? <laughs> okay. And a lot of times it's because what happens is at the subconscious level, they have blocks towards money. Right. And so they can't see it. And another way to think about it would be this, is that if you picture a writer who has writer's block. They can try and try and try and try and try, but it's not there. There's something that's blocking them. And so what happens is when people are trying to visualize something, they're trying to picture what it is that they're wanting. If the thing that they're wanting, they have a block to, it's like they have writer's block to it. It's like a writer and you just say, well, just write something. They're like, I can't, I'm stuck. Or uh, another thing is that if you've ever seen somebody go before like, oh, 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 what's that person's name? God, I can't think of that. What's the, and it's like, you can't access it. Right. And it's like a block in the mind. But when it comes to changing somebody's life, it's a block at the subconscious mind. So it's even deeper. It's not just the name or something like that. It's a whole topic like money or healing or relationships or whatever that is. And so that is something that will block people because they had that subconscious block built in and they can't see what it is they're trying to see. Yeah. That's kind of what I was angling towards, you know, because there are people that we call them closed-minded too, you know, that people that closed-minded block, whatever, you know, just have trouble, get, you know, getting to that point where, where, where you can get their mind going, to, you know, into a different direction. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was probably one of those people, the closed-minded, uh, because for me, the if you would have told me, 10 years ago or longer than that, because I've been better now for 11 years. But if you would have told me prior to my injury that I was going to use my mind to heal my body, I would have said that you were probably smoking some really good stuff because <laughs> there is no way that that would be me. And here I am. And so it, I would have been like that woo woo stuff. And now I'm like, okay, it's all about understanding the mind and the energy of the body. And even when you start to really look at it, you know, cause we talk about emotions, mm -hmm. but when you really look at it, emotions have energy to them. And then if you really break it down even more, so emotions are energy and motion and you start to look at the quantum field. So a way to say it is, you know, like if you look at quantum physics and energy, you're sending out energy in your life. And 
you know, I know that that can feel a bit complex for some people. So another way to think of it is that our emotions are all sending out a Wi-Fi signal. And, and that Wi-Fi signal could be, hey, I want rejection. Or, hey, I have aligned with hurt or overwhelm. Hey, overwhelm, find me here. Because it's, it's that pattern we're sending out more and more of those emotions. And so we're ending up just spiraling in those same feelings and going, wait a second, I really got to change this. And, and that's, that's when life changes and we get happier. I mean, it's honestly the very accident that I felt like took away my entire life ended up okay. transforming my life in the most beautiful way. I, in every area of my life, because what happens is this, is it whatever the body's telling us, Mm -hmm. is the most important thing we need to know. So like if somebody for its criticism, okay, obviously that wasn't your thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but everybody's is something different. And whatever our body is telling us, whatever ailment that we have, it's the most important thing we need to know. And what's cool is it's like we address and change that, but then you don't want to stop there. You want to go, okay, well, what other blocks do I have towards relationships? What other negative things are showing up in my life that I don't want manifesting in my life? What's showing up with money? What's showing up with career? What's and you just keep really transforming. And it it's it's fun and it's happy and it's wonderful because the level of happiness and joy that you get to experience and vitality, it just feels lighter and lighter. And kind of another way to put it is. You know, if you think about, if you picture somebody who, if you walk into a house and you walk into a house and there's a bunch of radio stations playing mm -hmm. and some of them are playing positive radio, positive stations that you like. Some of them are playing negative stations that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens for a lot of people is they walk in and they try to ignore it. They try to ignore the radios, like try to like with their mind, you know, there's positive and there's negative. Uh -huh. They try to either ignore it or they try to just focus on the positive radio stations. Or if they meditate, a lot of times what they do, if it's just like the silent type of meditation, they're trying to like go, okay, well, I'm just going to be silent in here and try to not hear the radio stations. But ultimately, if you just go identify the negative radio stations and shut them off and turn them to good, that's when you walk into the house and you go, Hey, like there's some good music playing and it's easy to be happy because there's happiness everywhere. Like everything's playing happiness. And that's kind of when we look at our subconscious minds, it's like all of those radio stations are like old thoughts, old patterns, old emotions, old things playing. And the more we can identify, oh, there's this negative thing playing and this negative thing, and we shut it down and change it to something positive, it's it's easy to be happy. Just like walking into your house right. with positive music playing, it feels good. So since you've been doing this, and since you started this, how many people have you had come through your door and that you helped? Thousands. Um, I think we were um, thousands. Um, a lot of times what I like to do is I like to empower people. So a lot of times it's, I have people go through my video courses. So I do video courses, workshops, um, online programs, that sort of thing. And so people can go through it. And I, my, my ultimate goal is 
to empower everybody because the real the real excitement of it is when every person starts to realize how empowered their mind is and how they can continue to make shifts and and changes in their health and life that that i feel like is the bigger win is yes you want the health issue gone and then embodying a place of empowerment is um is the real gift so to me i I, I love I love to show it and demonstrate it so people see like, oh my God, because all the time, I mean, I, I, earlier today, I helped this guy out of pain. He was like, oh my God, oh my God, it worked. Oh my God, it worked. And he was just, yeah, it was just, oh, it, it touched my heart in the most, he was just in tears. He was, I just like every part of my being just wanted to hug this guy. It was so sweet. It was just wonderful. And I see that all the time with people uh, another woman that I worked with like two days ago was just, I mean, she was bawling and just like, oh my God. And it just, to me, it just, it, it makes my heart so happy. But even beyond that, when people go, oh, I have this skill now, I can do this now. And and to me, uh, that's the gift. So, um, so in other words, how many people, uh, I mean, thousands, like people go through my video courses, they take my video courses, understand how to use their mind. Um, uh -huh. and it's fun. Yeah. So you're a busy lady. I mean, from the sounds of it, you got your blog, you, you got your, you know, your, your blog thing going on. You've got your podcast going on. So what, what's a week like for you? <laughs> what does a week look like for me? Um, okay. So I have my podcast going on and, uh -huh. um, I have that. Um, I have, I also have like what I call my, my VIP clients. So part of what I love to do is I work with health, but I also, to me, it's all about, I call it living spirit full and living spirit full is really about having a full, wonderful life. Like people to realize that they can create wonderful things. And so I help people to like, so I have my like VIP coaching clients that I work with who I help, I help people turn around uh, multi hundred million dollar businesses from losing millions to then making hundreds of millions. Um, and because even that has to do with understanding the mindset. And so uh, that, so it looks like that. Um, it looks like teaching classes. It looks like I do a lot of interviews, um, uh, uh, classes, um, working on um, some of my, like I have something called a healing circle. So people who go through my video set, um, periodically we meet and I'll take a, a group call with a bunch of people that where they jump on a class with me and then if they have questions so it's kind of like a where they can go through my video set and then once a month we meet and I say hey are you stuck anywhere do you have any questions what do you need help with and that that is available so that's something I do and so it's a lot of it, it's that it's it's helping people it's also creating videos so I have you know, I'm always creating videos for people. So they're having an, a deeper, a deeper level of consciousness and awareness, because that's something that's really exciting is that, is it, you know, when you think about consciousness opening up, opening up, it's more elusive in some ways than, than people realize. And what I mean by that is the best, what I call it is like dream state consciousness. And have you ever done this before where you have had a dream and you woke up and you remember the dream and you know, you'll remember it. But then three hours later, you can't remember what the dream was. 
Yeah. Right. Frequently. And you just Frequently. know you're going to remember what? Frequently. Frequently. Right. So what happens is that as we go to shift our mind, a lot of times what will happen is people will have a level of consciousness. And then if they don't reinforce it, it disappears. And so what's exciting is that as you continue to open up consciousness and you continue to shift your mind, you really start to see and feel the world in a different way. Not because it was a thought, but because you really end up shifting the consciousness and it's, it's beautiful. So point being is that I'm always creating videos also for my tribe that helps them to open consciousness and continue to expand the mind on money, on healing, on, on happiness, on relationships, on love. I mean, just all, all kinds of things. And so that's, that's what my average weeks the week looks like. <laughs> wow. I thought I was busy, man. You are really busy. Um, but kind of skipping back. I have an amazing team also. I have to say I, I'm, I'm blessed to have an amazing team. team. You couldn't do without a support team. I'm getting to the point with this where I got to have assistance with this because it's starting to just really take off and it's taking up a lot of time and I'm trying to do other stuff that, you know, it's just, I'm trying to balance. It does, doesn't it? Po yeah. Podcasts take a, a lot, of, a lot more time than people realize. Yeah. People don't realize it. Um, when you first started out to get the word out about what, what you were doing, how hard was it? It wasn't that it actually just kind of all opened up. And when I got better, I didn't, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to tell my doctors about it and they're going to want to help people. <laughs> so that was my way of thinking. I didn't want anything to do with health. I was like, I'm better. Thank God. And, you know, of course, a lot of people have a hard time even believing that this is possible. And so what ended up happening was then people around me were just like, hey, I've been sick. I've been dealing with this. And I was like, oh, this is what you do. And I started showing them and they were getting amazing results. And then it ended up becoming this journey of just like people would reach out and have compassion. I'd be like, well, let me just help you do that. Like, I'll show you how. And it's it was from a place of going, well, yeah, let me give you the answer. It's like if somebody's going to take a test and they don't know the answer and you're like, well, here's how you do it. And. And so I just wanted to help people because I could see the answer. And so it, that, and then I wanted to show it under medical equipment. I mean, it just really, I mean, even my TEDx talk, um, I was, it, it all just kind of fell in my lap. Um, everything's just, it's, it's really, um, it's, I, I would say it's, it's just been showing up and sometimes what has happened to the point of of speaking of overwhelm and things like that i've had had before where so many different opportunities are coming and i'm like okay gotta keep up gotta hire more people <laughs> and that's uh that's actually um because everything's just been growing i mean i think i've hired like three new people in the last week and a half <laughs> um because of just it, it is it's it's a keeping up so thankfully as, as far as getting the word out um the nice thing is, is it, uh, it's been expanding and, and just continuing to expand. Um, and um, it's more so just about Ben, I think, just being in service, uh, being grateful, um, being just keeping in integrity. Um, I think that just certain, certain things are, um, are important. And it just, it, it's just feels aligned in it. So it's, it's, it's growing. So you look like you love what you do. 
I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. I love, to me, I love blowing people's minds with what they're able to do because I know what it felt like to feel hopeless, to feel stuck. And uh -huh. like, even when you see yourself being able to release that pain, it's just like, it becomes a game changer, right? You go, oh my God, wait a right. second. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, yeah, I, I just, I do. I, I, I absolutely love it. And it adds a lot of credibility for you too, because I mean, you were in pain instead of, instead of like these pain special doctors who are, you know, dictating to you, you know, here they've never been in pain and they're like, Oh, you can cut back on your pills. You can do this. You're going to be fine. You've actually you've been there and experienced it. Uh, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> so, and I say that, but you know, honestly, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back if I could, because it definitely made me change and I wouldn't want to go through it again either. Like it was, I, I, I woke up to, you know, I, I changed and, and so, yeah. So, um, but you know, and I always tell people by the way, and that's sometimes I've had people before where I come off a stage and I've been speaking and people will go, God, I wish I had some type of life-changing accident like you did or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second here. When you think about it, you know, a lot of people that go through what I went through don't get better. And it wasn't the accident that changed my life. It was the fact that I changed that changed my life. And so you don't need an accident. You don't need an injury. You don't even need to be in pain to start going, wait a second. If our minds are this amazing to create our lives, then why don't I master it? You know, because all of the time people start dabbling. They're like, they, they don't get, I mean, I have worked with people to change their lives as far as business, as far as making so much money. And that part of the reason that I got good at that is because I had been on disability for seven years and you know how real estate is in California. I went right. from a network engineering disc income to a disability income and I owned my own house. <laughs> and so wow. as you can imagine, yeah, trying to pay a California uh, house payment on disability is like trying to put an elephant in a shoebox. I mean, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> and so, so, so then after I got better, I was like, okay, my mind is amazing. Great. Let me, <laughs> let me start working on that. And then I started, that's, the part that initially, as I started working, I, I started helping people with business and helping people to make changes in their business. And that's mm -hmm. where I started creating revenue. And it just, I mean, so it just, um, yeah, it, it just is about really waking up to the awareness that we are all really, truly incredible. And then from that place, uh, what I, what I love is I love seeing that light bulb. Like to me, to be honest, I think that if I couldn't show people how to get immediate results, mm -hmm. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be as fun because I'd be like, trust me, trust me. It, it, it works. You just got to keep going. But the fact that I can, and I do it back to back to back all of the time. So people can see it, it becomes empowering. And it's not that people are supposed to make changes in five minutes. It's just that when they start to see, Hey, we're all that amazing. Like our minds are that incredible and they start to really get it. It becomes a whole new level of life. Like it becomes, a, you start to look at it and go, 
wait a sec, we're amazing. And when you stop and think about it, there are 1.5 billion people in our world who live in pain right now. And what if these 1.5 billion people knew that our thoughts and emotions were amazing? And, and I think that, and not only that, but I mean, there's other things as far as depression and people feeling hopeless or people feeling stuck in life and all of that. And I think that the world that I would love to see is one where people are like, oh, happiness is that important? Happiness can make my life better. Happiness can, you know, improve my life and, and just starting to really create that change on the inside to live that fulfill fully on the outside is what excites me also. Fantastic. And what's your website? Where, where, where can people find you? Uh, my website is brandygilmore.com and Gilmore is with two L's. So, and what about your uh, podcast? Where can people hear you? My podcast is on my website also. So you can click there okay. on that or on Apple. Um, it's heal yourself, change your life. Have you written any books? I have, I'm going to be working on a book. I've contributed to a book. So there was a book uh, where like uh, the Dalai Lama wrote a chapter and John Gray wrote a chapter. And so I did like oh. a, a collaboration where we each wrote a chapter. And so that one is just a con contribution one, but, um, but ultimately going to be creating one um, in the next coming time period. But uh, right now, um, you got uh, your hands full. I, I do have my hands full. <laughs> so, but that is definitely on the horizon. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I learned a lot. In fact, I'm going to be like incorporating what you taught me every day now. Thank you so much. I love that. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I have to say, I just adore you. You are so sweet. And I just, you have a good heart. And I just, I, I get that from you. And it's, it's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know what? Later on, we'll, we'll try and get you back on again to talk about more of this because this is fascinating. If that's okay. That sounds fun. I would, I would I would love to hang out with you here anytime. Absolutely. You're fine. All right, Brandy. All right. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You too. You thank have you. A, have a blessed you day. Have, you, you have a good one. Okay, guys, that was our show. I think it was a great show. I, I know I learned a lot. In fact, I wasn't lying when I said, you know, my, my, my pain was reduced. That was fabulous. And I am going to incorporate this stuff because... Sometimes meditation just doesn't do it. And so I'm going to be doing, doing this. And it was great. Anyway, thank you, Brandy. I appreciate it. And Wednesday we're, we'll be back. And um, we had another great guest for Wednesday.